Hello, I'm so glad you can be here with us today. We are going to have so much fun in this conversation as we talk about money. We're going to talk about getting our money under control and how we can use it well to serve our families and serve the Lord. I'm so glad you can join us. With me today is a new sweet friend. Her name is Victoria Volpe. She has two children. They are three and a half and 16 months old, and she has been married for seven years. And Victoria has got some true personal experience on this topic because she and her husband, you ready? They were able to get rid of $65,000 of debt in two and a half years, and they have been able to use their experiences of what they learned to help many women and men and married couples be able to grow so that they're able to have freedom in this area of finances. And I know that she's going to have some wisdom to share with us that's going to encourage you today. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Victoria, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. This is going to be so great. So let's just jump right in with your story. Okay. Share with us, how did you guys end up in the situation of this, all that debt? And then mm-hmm. how did you guys come out of it? Here we mm-hmm. go. Okay. So I really wanted to go to college and I just did not have the money. And mm-hmm. so I took out a lot of loans to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated and while I was in college, kind of ignored the debt, the accruing debt, the accruing interest. I ignored it all because that's what we do when we don't mm-hmm. want to come face to face with reality at times is you ignore it. And I graduated and um, could no longer ignore, you know, the imminent. Because the payments were coming now. <laughs> you know, the rubber was going to hit the road. And um, I I was in a dark place. I mm-hmm my heart sunk into my stomach. I felt defeated. I felt hopeless. Um, I didn't think that becoming debt-free was something that I would ever be able to become. Um, and I got my full-time job right out of college and got my first paycheck. And, um, my boyfriend at the time, (laughs) he's now my husband, Um, I had made a comment about like, I'm getting paid. I'm so excited. I'm going to go shopping. And he was like, what? I was like, I'm going shopping. And he said, you, you need to make a like student loan payment. I was like, you're my boyfriend. Who are you to (laughs) tell me that it's time for me to make a payment? I mean, like I have two years to start Mm -hmm. paying this off. And he said, well, you're going to be accruing interest those two years too. Like you should try making a payment. And um, I mean, we were very like seriously talking about marriage. We had been dating at that right, point for right. eight years, I'm okay. pretty sure. So it was serious. So I did it. He was kind of the initial person to motivate me mm-hmm. to start and um, made that first payment. And then we got then we got real serious. It was the first of many. <laughs> the first of many. Yes. So what what was the 
like catalyst to say, we're going to take this seriously mm-hmm. and actually try to beat this beast that's in front of us rather than just saying, okay, I make my monthly. Because I think most people mm-hmm. just make their monthly payments. Right. And you keep making your monthly payments. Right. And doing life. Mm-hmm. So what made, what, what caused the mind shift for you yeah. guys? Um, I, I told you at first I was not taking it seriously right. at all. Um, I wanted to ignore it. But there was the moment where I felt hopeless. My stomach hit my, or my heart hit my mm-hmm. stomach. And I I think I reached a moment of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had not hit that moment, I I would still be making payments. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I figured out as I was doing the math on, or my, my now husband is, was doing <laughs> the math and saying, okay, if you make the minimum payments you're going to be paying this off for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I didn't want that. Um, and so it did require that I get angry mm-hmm. at my debt that I realized like, I cannot do this anymore. Wow. And so that was the moment where I knew things had to change was the way I viewed my debt. Mm-hmm. So then, so then what? So you kind of had a mind shift mm-hmm. and it changed things, yeah. but then you had to actually start doing things like a mindset on it. Unfortunately, a mindset on its own doesn't yes, fix the debt. I know <laughs> that's, that's the, um, that's what you need to start putting action or, you know, action into action. That doesn't make sense. Um, so putting started, a plan into action, Yes, putting a yeah. plan into action. You need, you need to feel it. If you, if you don't come to mm-hmm. terms with how your debt is going to follow you for the rest of your life and what you won't be able to do with your finances and your life and the opportunities you'll be able to have personally and for your family and for your children. If you don't get to that point, you won't be willing to do the hard work. Mm. Um, Because it's not easy or fun necessarily. It's really (laughs) not glamorous, not fun in any way. Um, but it's fun now. Yes. <laughs> Being debt free is fun. Um, so we researched Dave Ramsey a ton. We watched, I, I'm pretty sure every night we would sit down, watch Dave Ramsey YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> we would listen to his radio show. We would hear people calling in, talking about, you know, their financial questions and Dave's responses to everything. And we would love watching people come on his show and do their debt free screams and, mm-hmm. We would look at each other like, we want to do that one day. Like, we want to do it soon. Like, it's very inspiring. It is very mm-hmm. inspiring. And so um, we started implementing Dave Ramsey's principles. So, Did we, you go to one of his classes? We did not. Oh, wow. No, we never went to Financial Peace okay. University. Um, we just, we, we didn't have any money. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it fit into our budget to take yes, your class. I know, but we made it work. Like, we were so serious. Mm-hmm. We would, I mean... You would just watch all the free videos. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we we created a budget for every single area wow. of our life. And it was not much. There are foods that I still will not eat to this day because they were repeats because they were so cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, still to this day, we live on a budget and it's, our budget's pretty trim. Yeah. Um, but that was something that we had to do was we had to create a budget, which means, you know, okay, in next month, I know that my paycheck will be X amount of dollars before I get that paycheck. 
I'm going to assign every dollar a home. I know this much is going to rent. I know this much is going to utilities. And you go down the line. You start with the essentials, the non-negotiables, mm-hmm. your bills. And then you start trickling down into, okay, how much am I going to need for gas money and toiletries, food, clothing money, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of all of those things, you should have nothing left. Um, and that includes savings. You should mm-hmm. be putting money into savings if you can, of course. Um, and debt, you need to be doing the debt too. Um, and so when you started this at first, you had to have a plan of saying, okay, so here's where all the money's going, mm-hmm. but a portion of it had to go into paying off your debt. So mm-hmm. your jo- your goal was to say, how minimally mm-hmm. can we live Yeah, as long as it takes us to get this debt tackled. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And so you guys just kept piling on, mm-hmm. living as minimally as you can, piling on everything onto your debt. Mm-hmm. Did it ever get fun? <laughs> it was a game. Um, so for two years before we were married, I was paying the debt off on my one income. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would get my paycheck I don't recommend doing this. Um, I would get my paycheck and I would immediately make the largest payment to my student loan as I possibly could. To be honest, it was about 90% of my paycheck. Um, And then it was a game. Like, okay, I'm living on 10% of my paycheck this (laughs) month. I got into trouble a few times like would land like in the ER for a medical emergency and like had no money to pay for it. So sorry, I'm paying my debt off so I can't pay you. (laughs) I don't recommend doing that. Um, Yes. Live on as little as you can and then pay off as much as you can for the debt, set aside as much as you can Mm -hmm. for the debt, but budget. Don't do what I did and just willy nilly throw as much as you want towards your debt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like you were very differently planned about it. Mm-hmm. And calculated and, I mean, wiser, mm-hmm. probably, as yes. time went on. Yes. I learned through a lot of mistakes yes. what not to do. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel like, did that take a toll on your marriage, too? Well, I guess you were dating then and getting married. Mm-hmm. Was it stressful, that process between the two of you? It, I'm sure that it had its stressful times, but it feels so long ago. Uh-huh. It, it feels so distant that... That's not what I think of when Mm -hmm. I think of becoming debt-free with Jeff. I think of um, being a team in that. And I remember feeling like, I mean, of course we know when we get married that, you know, we're taking on everything that comes with our spouse. Mm -hmm. But I remember feeling really honored, like, you know all of my debt and you still choose me and that you're willing to partner with me Mm -hmm. and take so much of your own paycheck to like put it towards my debt. And he had to remind me a few times, like, it's our debt. Like, it's, yeah. I'm not going to like, you You're know, it stuck impacts with this on your own. both of us. Yeah. 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 So how, let's talk about how this is so important. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so important that people live debt-free? Because we live in a culture mm-hmm. that is not a debt-free culture. Our right. culture says, you know, if you, if you need a new car, you buy a new car mm-hmm. and probably you should be buying a new car every few years. Our culture mm-hmm. also says that. Right. And if you, you know, if you need something, you put it on your card and hopefully mm-hmm. you can pay it off at the end of the month. Right. But it sounds like your way of doing life is very different. Why do you think that's so important mm. to not live in the way that our culture says mm-hmm. is normal? Mm-hmm. Uh, to walk with Christ is to be completely countercultural and... Mm. 
when you are walking with the Lord, you can really trust that he will provide financially everything that we need. For some reason, we allow our hearts to believe he'll provide everything except money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is really cultural because I don't think, when we think of the Lord giving us everything we need, we know that he won't give us everything we want Mm -hmm. because he has what's better for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have a hard time coming to terms with that. Um, I really wanted a white, newer <laughs> SUV. And there was a time where it was really tempting to, you know, go take out more debt to go get that car. And with the wisdom of my now husband, I'm so thankful I did <laughs> not do that. Um, but that's what I wanted. The Lord did provide. He provided a $2,000 <laughs> Mercedes 300E without air conditioning and leather seats when I lived in Phoenix for two years. It was not fun. People talk Mm -hmm. about making these sacrifices. It was 120 degrees out, and I was driving in a car without air conditioning with leather seats. (laughs) That was a sacrifice for two years. Right. Um, But the Bible tells us that the borrower is a slave to the lender. Mm. And I think we do need to remind ourselves that what the world says we need is not what God says we need. And it's not what God says, oh, when the world tells you you need this, don't worry, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. He says, I have everything that you need. Trust in me. And I understand that so much more now than I did even when I was in debt. Of course, it was comforting at the time, Mm -hmm. but it was still very tempting to ignore parts of my budget or, ooh, I didn't use all of my grocery money so I can put that extra towards that dress I want. (laughs) And that's just not how it works. Um, Mm -hmm. We're called to be good stewards of our money. Yes. Um, And our money that comes into our homes is a gift from the Lord. And Mm -hmm. we need to be wise um, with that. It, It truly is a gift. And if we honor that, I believe that he will, even if we don't honor it, he still provides. Right. But when we do honor it, we get to see his faithfulness. Yes. And I think we get to be part of the story of his provision. Mm -hmm. And then we get to be a living testimony of his faithfulness as he works. Right. And that's, and as he provides, that's been, there have been so many times Mm -hmm. in our marriage that there were things that I thought it would really be nice if Mm -hmm. those are the ones that I feel like get me. Is when there's something like, it would really, I'll say a specific story. It would really be nice if we had a new Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we actually need a Christmas tree? Truthfully, we don't need a Christmas tree. We mm-hmm. could have Christmas right. and celebrate Christ's birth without a Christmas tree. Right. But one year, we were really wanting a new Christmas tree. I was really wanting a new Christmas tree. My husband probably didn't care. Mm-hmm. But our other one was just old. We had had it for years. It didn't mm-hmm. really stand up straight anymore. It kind of had a bend, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the lights didn't work. Yeah. And so I thought, golly, I would love a new Christmas tree. But I knew our budget going into Christmas mm-hmm. did not allow at that point for a new big expensive Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And that that would end up taking away from other areas of things mm-hmm. we wanted to use towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. So so I prayed about it. Like, Lord, I would really love a new Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Please just provide something mm-hmm. for this in this space. And it was right around Thanksgiving time. So I knew it's going to be time to setting, be setting up soon. And that day, 
I drive down the street and at the end of our road across the street, I see this big, long brown box outside of this person's house. And I'm like, that looks like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. What in the world? And yeah. I can see they're getting out stuff for a yard sale. Uh-huh. And so I pull up and I ask, I said, I'm so sorry. Is that a Christmas tree that you're selling? Which is a little funny because like they didn't even have a yard sale sign up and I'm asking them if mm-hmm. they want to sell me their things in their, mm-hmm. in their front yard. But so I asked him and they were like, yes. And she said, my, my in-laws every year buy a new tree for themselves. And so they give us their old one. So it's actually in really great shape. All the lights work and it's really nice. Would you like it? Like 30 bucks? And I, like my jaw almost hit the ground. I thought, you don't realize I just Mm. prayed Mm -hmm. for a tree and now here Mm. it is. And I could just give stories, Mm -hmm. story after story. If someone Mm. were to walk through my home with me and the table we're even sitting at while we do our podcast recording Mm. has a story of me praying that God would provide the right table for Mm. this normally is in our schoolroom. And when we trust God with providing Mm. things, we see are things as his. Mm -hmm. And then we're using them and remembering his goodness and his provision Mm -hmm. as we use the things. And Mm -hmm. so there's been this sweetness when we had that tree, we don't even have it anymore. But when we did for years that I would Mm -hmm. always remember back to that time Mm -hmm. of God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had just said, I'm just going to go charge Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. I would have missed out on God's provision Mm -hmm. and not saying that everything needs to be found in a yard sale off the mm-hmm. side. It could have been God providing it in a different way. I prayed before I went shopping for shorts the other day because I knew mm-hmm. I only have so much time and money mm-hmm. and my kids were all with me mm-hmm. and God totally provided. Oh, bless you. <laughs> right? I know, it was an experience. <laughs> um, at least we can go in dressing rooms again. Yes. But anyway, I think when we see our money and our expenses mm-hmm. as the Lord's, it's a completely different mindset than it the is. rest of the world. It is. And I mean, if you you think of all the things that... You, I mean, you work hard and you bring in the money and you can go buy what you want with it. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that new rug, that's what I want. And you get the new rug. You're not any happier. Mm. It's just your new rug. Or, you know, you get that new dress, the new, you know, whatever it is. You're not any happier because of the things you have. We can look at multimillionaires and celebrities that have so, so much. And we can read about so many that just struggle with the loneliness and the emptiness. And it's not fulfilling Mm -hmm. to have that stuff. But when you're able to trust the Lord to provide, it's no longer just a tree. It's a story of how God provided something that seems a little mundane in -hmm. in some terms. But when you look at that tree, it, it does bring some happiness in the way mm-hmm. that it wouldn't if you were to just swipe a card. Absolutely. $150 Christmas tree, whatever. Yeah. And that's a really cool story. And it's a sweet thing to see how personal our God is, mm-hmm. that there's nothing we cannot go to him for. I mean, literally, Lord, help me find my shorts, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And then we get to see God's faithfulness in our day instead mm-hmm. of it just being an errand that we had to run mm-hmm. with all of our kids. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the how-tos of this. So the budgeting. Mm-hmm. It really is hard I mm-hmm. because I think there's so many things that we run into. So there's mm-hmm. the unknowns. There's extracurriculars with kids. There's right. the things that we only pay twice a year. How do you even begin with mm-hmm. a budget? Yeah. So I think a lot of people 
get overwhelmed before they even start. And my encouragement is to keep it as simple as possible. Um, If you're not someone that knows how to work an Excel sheet, you're not great with computers, you're not techie, literally take a pen to paper and start writing things out. You know how much you're going to cut that's going to come in each month at least. Mm -hmm. I know some people say my income fluctuates Mm -hmm. each month. Get the bare bones of, okay, I know at least this much is going to come in. And that's when I talked about assigning Mm -hmm. every dollar a home. Um, And you have to really plan out in advance. And it's not going to be perfect. You need to plan on it not being perfect. That's what a a budget is. It's a process Mm -hmm. and it's going to fluctuate. and you need to have grace with yourself with well, that. And don't you think it'll fluctuate too, even with time with it, your oh, children? Because as your children start doing right. new things or different things or right. something new comes up, you have to reassign things. Yeah. So it's not a set in stone plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your kids grow up, they start eating more, grocery budget goes up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so you need to have that wiggle room um, when you can plan for, okay, fall soccer enrollment coming up. I need to start planning for mm-hmm. that. When we can foresee a future expense and it's one or two times, that's called a sinking fund. Um, my husband and I use this often. What okay. that is, is I know I get my hair highlight, highlighted every four months. So every month I'm setting aside a fourth of that cost. Mm-hmm. So if it's $100 for four months, I'm setting aside $25 a month. And then that fourth month comes, I have mm-hmm. my $100 and I can go get my hair highlighted. So you apply that same principle to, you know, Christmas fund. Mm-hmm. Christmas will be coming in a few months, a few, six. Oh, goodness. I yeah. know, <laughs> six months. And if you know, okay, I want $1,000 for Christmas this year, you need to do the math. Okay, I have mm-hmm. six months to save $1,000. Divide that by six. That's how much you need to save every month. That's your sinking fund for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep track on paper. And what was... Probably the most helpful for us was using the cash system. Okay. Um, Which is also so counterculture, especially now. It is. A lot of places don't take cash. And it's surprising. It honestly is kind of nice because then you don't spend the money. (laughs) And then you're like, did I really need it that bad? But I've only run into that problem twice in the last year. So it's not. And I only have once. Okay. Not super common. It is surprising when I spend cash, like dollars, Mm -hmm. it's so much more. I'm so much more aware of the purchase Mm -hmm. than I do either when I'm using my card or now Mm -hmm. using my phone. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm interested in your, how you do, let's talk about how you use cash first, but then Mm -hmm. I also really want to hear about how do you do this with like Amazon and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So So cash first, let's go there. We don't use cash anymore. So I need to add that caveat. We do want to implement it Mm -hmm. again soon. Okay. Um, But the reason we used cash for five years Mm -hmm. I'd say we probably stopped like a year and a half ago. Um, it So they've done studies when you use cash versus a card. So when you use your card and I hand you my card and I tell you, I want to buy this mug. I'm going to take this mug and my card back and I'm going to walk away with both. There's nothing in my brain that makes me think like I'm losing right now. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you I want to buy this mug and I hand you a $5 bill, you're going to hand me my mug, but I don't get that $5 bill back. Hmm. They've done studies where that transaction where you use cash versus a card actually triggers the same part of your brain that processes pain. Wow. And that's why we use 
less, we spend less money when we carry cash. Yes, it's wow. a pain in the butt, absolute <laughs> pain in the butt to go to the bank, withdraw the correct bills and put them in the envelopes. Such a pain in the butt. But in order to become debt-free and get serious mm -hmm. about it, that's what you need to do is mm -hmm. you need to set hurdles in your way to make spending harder. Mm -hmm. That's and one of the things that I hate about myself is that I have a really good memory. So I have my card number memorized. Yes. I don't have I to go get my card to spend <laughs> no. money online. And I my debit card actually just renewed. And I was so excited to get it because I was like, yes, I won't have it memorized. And I was like, it's the same number. <laughs> Of course. I was so bummed. I don't know why I didn't know that. It's just like the numbers on the back. Yes. But, oh, um, that's funny. So, but yeah, so yes. online stuff. So cash, mm -hmm. I understand that idea. You assign cash to the different things. Mm -hmm. You have envelopes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And if people like really want to know about the cash envelope system, mm -hmm. read about Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Go online, look up the Dave Ramsey system, yeah. watch the free YouTube videos, yeah. or find a Financial Peace University class in your yeah. area that you can take yep. and really learn the cash system well. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's just listening now, okay, so let's say, okay, mm -hmm. cash sounds great, but online stuff. That's mm -hmm. like a real way that we spend money all the time now. Mm -hmm. How do you do that and budget? Yeah. So what we would do was, um, I'll say what we did and then I'll explain what we do now. Um, when we were using cash and I would buy something on Amazon, this is what I talk about, about making spending money harder. Mm -hmm. Um, I would spend $20 on Amazon. I got, you know, a good deal on some toiletries. Mm -hmm. Um, I then have to take my $20 out of my cash envelope and drive it to the bank and oh deposit God. it to make up for that. Yeah. There may be a better way, but when it comes to making spending money harder, hmm. doesn't get much more annoying than that. It's pretty yeah. annoying. So, <laughs> you know, it'll help. Um, what we've been All of a sudden, the toiletries didn't seem like such a necessity anymore. Yes. Yeah. It makes you think through like, do I really want to drive to the bank and <laughs> No, I don't. No. Um, which is why I want to start implementing the cash system yes, again. Because yes. it just makes me that much more aware. Um, we've been using the Every Dollar app okay. more recently, though. Um, my husband and I have the same account, same login, mm -hmm. separate phones. And he, I mean, gosh, my husband's a CPA. So he has that thing yes. down to the penny. And I do um, find that it seems like in marriages, oftentimes there's one spouse who leans more that way than the other. Mm -hmm. And so maybe leaning into and trusting that spouse to carry that a little bit more. Yeah. Still needing to be a team though. Okay. That, right. That's another question. So do yeah. you and your husband meet about your budget regularly? Um, we used to. Okay. I would say we don't as often anymore just because it's become so much a part of it's our a rhythm everyday yeah. life. Um, there are definitely times when we're like, hey, you're in the red. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Have you, you noticed? noticed? <laughs> yeah. Or like, hey, we really need to like update the Every Dollar app because mm -hmm. you do need to go in and manually input your transactions. Mm -hmm. um, so there is sometimes when we're like, oh, we haven't updated it in a few days. So do and you, every time you spend money, do you go onto your app and input, this is what I spent, where? I should be. Okay, theoretically, <laughs> yes. Theoretically, <laughs> you should be. I mean, there are times when... I lag a yeah. few days, but you got to go in and put And it I in, do yeah. think in some ways that inconvenience also does make yes. you check yourself because, and maybe that is a way that it 
the whole like giving something and not getting something back in return mm-hmm. with the money in the mug, maybe that even having right. to take the time to input that, maybe that time use would even kind of substitute, mm-hmm. take a place of that. Right, loss. right. I did mm-hmm. also want to say that a lot of people hear about budgeting and they immediately go like, nope, they run the other way. They don't want anything to do with it. They're like, I'm a spender. I don't want mm. to be like told what to do. And I want to say that I am the biggest spender ever, <laughs> which is why I need a budget. Mm-hmm. It gives me the freedom to spend and splurge mm-hmm. without the guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't have the buyer's remorse when I know that what I paid for was planned for. Um, it's only the moments when I didn't plan for something and I spend that I think like, oh gosh. And then I kind of struggle with the buyer's remorse. And um, so if you're a spender like me, you'll, if you try budgeting, I think you'll find that you have so much more freedom and you'll, you won't have the guilt with mm-hmm. it, which is the best. Well, I think that's a perfect place to wrap this up because I think that we should be living in freedom. Mm-hmm. There is nothing biblical about us living in guilt or in slavery or mm-hmm. in feeling overwhelmed, that that pit in the, the depths of your stomach. Mm-hmm. That's not God's best. Mm-mm. And so I think trusting him in a new way in this area in our lives and being willing mm-hmm. to put forth the extra effort mm-hmm. and trusting that he is a God who will meet us in that place and provide a new freedom mm-hmm. that maybe we haven't felt before. Yeah. Victoria, thank you so much for being here. And I would just encourage everyone to go find you on Instagram and follow along your journey. You have so much fun stuff about budgeting on there. I love, I love your content and how you just direct it in a way that I think would encourage any mom and finding the fun and the freedom that money can provide. Thank you so much. What an encouragement Victoria was today. I know that it probably lit a fire under some of you for some things you want to be trying to do differently. So I would just encourage you, do something. Don't listen to this and say, wow, that was a really good podcast, and then do nothing with it and continue on the same way. Download that app, the Every Dollar app, or go online and look up Dave Ramsey and see what you can do and talk with your husband about it. Figure out what works for your family in your marriage and make a plan so that you can experience that freedom as well. And if you have not yet left a review for the podcast, I would love that so much wherever you listen. If it's on iTunes or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, go to the review section and leave a review. Why do you like the podcast? Give us like the the rating, the stars or whatever, and that would be awesome. So thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week for a conversation about being rooted in love.